Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 393 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as all as always, on occasion, and today, by the one and only Willie Saylor. He's in Eastern Pennsylvania. To, was aren't you? Game time decision. It was. Willie, Willie texted me yesterday, I'm out for FRL. I'm spent. I'm like, okay. And then... I'm also spent. Yeah, I'm spent. Uh, so th- then, no. 7.36, <laughs> I looked out. Me and uh, uh, David Bray and I and Kyle, we're having... Well, there's an investigation that's being launched in the Flow HQ. We'll get to that. But yeah, then I, I, I have two missed FaceTime calls from Willie, and I'm like, oh, he wants on. He wants on the show. I think he wanted me to beg him to come on. I'm like, you know, if he needs time, he needs time. I said, let's let this happen organically. And uh, boom, there he is, 7.36. He couldn't resist us. No, I mean, I got broke. I got broke twice this, this month. Broke by <laughs> Bulgaria and broke by Fargo. Two tourist destinations. Yeah. But Hey, we're glad you're up. here. Um, to my left, Stephen Kyle Brackey. He's going to be headed to... Where are you going? You're going to uh, be gone next week? I'm going to be gone for like 10 days. That is garbage. I'm leaving. Where are you going? I'm leaving Sunday with one Colby Paxton of flowfootball.com. His um, name is Ryan Colby, and your name is Stephen Bradkey. So, Stephen Kyle. Stephen yeah. Kyle, yeah. Um, middle name gang. Middle so name gang. we are going on a flow football road trip. So as I mentioned last show, we have the new deal with the Colonial Athletic Association. So we are going to visit... Uh, for CAA schools um, and get some really good content behind the scenes footage as they open up Ooh, training me camp. and Colby. Me and Colby are best friends. Hey, you know what would be the best content if you went to JMU and you said start your wrestling program again or you're fired? Yeah, okay. Just say that. that. Just say that to them. So we're like, going who are you? To... Just say I'm with the news. <laughs> we're going to William & Mary, <laughs> Richmond, JMU, and then finishing up in Baltimore with Towson. A lot of time in the old Commonwealth. That's great. Yeah, yeah. JMU and Towson are both top ten teams to start the year, and uh, Richmond and William and Mary looking to kind of get back to 
where they've been in the past. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. Okay. But I will miss FRL. And we will miss but how good is Richmond? They used to be really good. Yeah, went, so they used, to, they used to be like number one in the country. Yeah, they won a national title with Mike London. We're talking F. And now Mike bro. London is the head coach at William and Mary. So, um, but no, they're still pretty good. They're right there on the cusp of getting in the playoffs last year, I believe. Okay, so if you like football, specifically CAA football, you're in luck. Um, okay, let's do a little Cadet Worlds update. We're gonna bounce around a little bit. I want to do Cadet Worlds. I want to do office investigation, back to wrestling, redshirt report, then um, alien hour. I think that's the order uh, that makes sense. We'll give a little bit of off the wall, a little bit of wrestling. Mix it up a little bit. Um, Mark Anthony McGowan is a world champion. Yeah, baby. He's really good. I didn't realize he was uh, that good, but he's quite good. Are you surprised at all, Willie? Um, I guess you never. No, I'm not gonna let you answer that. How could you ever know? Like, Matt yeah. Ramos wins world. You just don't. At cadets, it's like, man, if you had told me Robbie Howard wouldn't medal, you know, I'd be like really surprised because I think he's excellent. I just think you just never really know who's gonna get sent from where. You don't know the field. It's not like Iron Man where you know the field. It's yeah, it's there's such mystery. Yeah, I mean, Mark Anthony McGowan's really good. I have him as a. Uh... I didn't. I haven't updated the junior high big board in a long time, but uh, I had him as number three um, on the junior high big board. That's. I mean, nowadays that means something. Um, yeah. But you know, he had close matches at Flow Nationals. He had close matches at um, in Akron. Uh, but I said yesterday we did. Me and Spade did a who's number one or um, who's number one. We did a recap of. McGowan made a lot of improvements between Flow Nationals and Akron and Akron and Worlds. And, you know, a, a big thing, the camp for them, the camp for them is big too. And I'll tell you what, I don't know how he kept making weight because unless he, unless he was very underweight for 45 before that, uh, because his body even changed. You know, these guys are so young that <laughs> there's between April or May and and Worlds, they even their body changes. They even mm-hmm. look different. But no, I wasn't I wasn't surprised. I don't know if I would have picked him. Um, like you said, you don't know the field, but he man, a lot of not just skill, but a lot of grit out of him. He had some close ones. Yeah. He was really funny at um, Flow Nationals. Uh, so yeah. we thought he made the Cadet Pan Am team, and it turned out he he didn't. It was Danny Sheen that did. But anyway, so Spay is interviewing him, and uh, he's like, <laughs> oh, you, are you excited to you know, go represent the United States at Pan Am? He's like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go. I'm going go to go try to make the Cadet World team instead. <laughs> And it turned out it worked out pretty well. Good plan. Good plan, Mark Anthony. So, you know, he's going to Blair next year. Originally from uh, Florida, he's going to go to Blair next year. Good Blair incoming class, that's for sure. Yeah. Do you ever do recruiting class rankings for, like, Blair and Wyoming (laughs) Seminary? Anything like that? I'll tell you what. Both of them got a ton coming in. I'll tell you, actually, who's – I mean, you can never compare – 
the development, uh, you know, your your midget youth system, your junior high system, to Blair and Sam, who just plucked this kid from Illinois and this kid from Florida yeah. and this kid from Jersey. You can't compare, but I tell you whose who's youth program is doing awesome is Gilroy's. Like Daniel Cormier's? Yeah. They got dudes coming, man. It's amazing. I mean, Daniel Cormier, UFC champion. He like, I think he cares more about coaching these kids than like being the best fighter in the world. Like he wants these kids to be really. He's like so invested. It's it's a it's amazing. I also watched I mean, an he, awesome video with him and Khabib yesterday. Khabib was at AKA training, and they were uh, they made a wager about if Burles would win. Uh, well, it was a long. It was kind of a long video, but ultimately they end up making a wager over whether Burles will win worlds or not. Obviously, Daniel. What he did will. Khabib pick against him? Yeah, he's like, he's yeah, like, he U- just picks the Russian. He's like USA done seventy four, no more. <laughs> they basically Khabib like, not... basically, he was like sit across there. No, it's really, it's really good. Did, Shout out to did, Holmes for putting it in the chat. Did, did Khabib like know it's Sitikov, or did he just say whatever Russians there? No, I think he knows. He ne- he neither of them said the word Sitikov. Cormier, I think, forgot that that Jordan didn't win worlds last year. He's like, what happened last year? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> well, you know. He's like, and then, but then I think Daniel remembered. He's like, what happened two years ago? So, uh, yeah. So we'll see. I got Jordan. Remember Jordan? We did an interview with him in Colorado Springs before the Khabib and McGregor fight, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, I'm not a too, not a big fan of Khabib. He's talked some trash on me before. Yeah. So he's not a fan. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Video. Daniel, uh, Gil- Gilroy has. Well, Buchanan does too. Buchanan, they have guys coming. Clovis always has guys coming. But Gilroy, I mean, they have a bunch of guys that are going to be on the fresh or the junior high big board this year. And Montini, Montini got a really talented incoming class too. Um, so that's a sidebar to Mark Anthony McGowan. But um, cool. Facundo came back and, and he's won um, bronze, right? Yeah. So it's it's gonna be is it gonna be him versus Kennedy? Who's number one? Done deal. Not done deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is gonna be them. Can you make that a done deal? I mean, that would be awesome. It is a done deal, but news. I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> it is a done deal, but I didn't want to put it out there. They asked me not to put it out. I mean, but it's you safe just say no. Out. It's not a done deal. They asked me not to put it out till after Worlds. With technically, Alex is done with Worlds. So yeah. Facundo Kennedy, at who's number one, <laughs> and uh, it's probably gonna. I mean, I'm probably gonna make it like the last match, you know. It's a big unless one. you ver- unless DeSanto gets on board and wrestles you. That was that has to be the first match. Did you see? Are you regretting that tweet uh, now that you saw Gavin Teasdale's arm? I always regretted it. I regretted it before I said it. <laughs> Oh, that's what kind of guy I am. Did you guys see uh, that? I don't know if we could pull that up. We need to get better at let that. Me, let me send it to Owen. Yeah, Owen might be able to pull it up. Des, Come on, Des, Owen. DeSanto. <laughs> I mean, what is what I find most interesting about it? So Teasdale posts a picture of like the back of his arm where yeah. Teasdale gets that like inside control, and it's like inside control on steroids, and his, his it's black and blue, and you can see where each. A digit, digit was, yeah. Which one? It, it says two things to me. One, we already knew is that Austin DeSanto squeezes really, really hard. 
Number two, he squeezes really, really hard in the exact same place basically every time. So he gets his hand to the same spot every time. Otherwise, it would be kind of like a longer blob of just like black. Yeah, it would just be a mass of Instead, black like blue. the thumb was in the same spot the whole time, the whole time. Around. And it's not <laughs> like it was just like one squeeze and it's bruised. It, this had to be done over time. So I don't know. Very, very strange. Uh, but. Uh, I would love to see Teasdale and uh, DeSanta roll because you couldn't have two differing, more different styles mm-hmm. there. Well, hey, that's a. Uh, oh, baby, that's there it is. Good. We're about to get to there. Look at poor Gavin. Wow. <laughs> I mean, each digit, you can see every single one. You, you, probably there's DNA evidence. You could see the fingerprints on there. <laughs> that's how indent it is. Hang in there, Gavin. Um, Thank you, Owen. Thank you, Owen. Shout out to Owen. He's all over it. Okay. So that was world. That's another good uh, <laughs> picture of Gavin Teasdale and DeSanto. Christian goes, that was, so that was Worlds. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's a good segue, though. Uh, You're when right. you say De- DeSanto and Gavin, two different styles, Gavin always wanting space and low singles and stuff and, and, and DeSanto clinging on. I think that's where we ran into a little bit of problems at Cadet Worlds where we wanted space and those guys crowd and that it's a you know a clash in styles. Yeah, that does make it tough. I'm curious about Facundo um long term, like uh what's his he, is he too duck reliant? Like he's gonna have to have some other stuff, but his duck is so beautiful. Um, I'm I'm curious. Yeah. I, I, him versus Kennedy is a really interesting style matchup. I can't wait for that. It is because I know Facundo is really good defensively, and Kennedy doesn't stop shooting. So something got to give there. Um, but I don't know. You got to remember, Facundo has two more years of high school left. I think he's gonna change and develop and. Um, and also, you know, he's gonna, I think he's gonna be like an 84. Me he's too. always reminded, even when he was a freshman, he reminded me of like Quentin Wright. I just see him as this longer, I don't know, I think his style will change and evolve, and, and his identity is still yet to be decided. Nice. Okay. So that was Worlds. Now, so that was Worlds. All right, there's an investigation at the Flow Sports headquarters oh going on. So David Bray of uh, Wyoming fame and now Flow Sports partner success fame. Uh, he's, he's an early bird like us, and he's in there, and he, he comes from the restroom, and he says, we got, we got a problem on our hands. There is a pickle slice in the urinal. And a little piece what? of hamburger bun. And a little piece of hamburger bun. Okay, first of all, that is direct shots fired at our guy, Jerry, who is the custodian around here, who's basically the coolest guy that has ever worked at Flow Sports, okay? He's the one that's, that has to take care of that, right? So first of all, that's garbage. So we're like, who did this, yep. right? There's some DNA evidence that we won't get into there, <laughs> but we're, we're someone, and I'm trying to figure out, I know what happened approximately because there was a burger left out and it was wrapped up and it was right. on the table. Okay. And so I say, I know whoever grabbed this burger is probably, that's my guy. That's the person, that's the culprit. Cause it was left out there with a little note, extra burger, 
someone have it. People do that at Flow. You know, you can get a little uh, extra something there. People are kind in that way. Someone took that kindness from Cheryl, um, and they walked in. I can only assume they walked in there eating the burger and said, I don't want pickles on my burger. Should I put it in the trash can? No, I'll flop it right in the urinal like a, like a savage. Like a pig person. Like a pig person. A disgusting pig person. So wait. Somebody, somebody took the donated cheeseburger mm-hmm. and and ate it while taking a whiz. That's one theory right it now. Sounds like it. Yeah, it's one theory here. Or what? That is the most logical thing. Here's the worst thing. He's like, he's just sitting down with the burger, opens it up. Oh, there's a pickle. I better take this off and run into the urinal real quick. I mean, I don't no, know what's happening. No, nobody does that. No one does that. Somebody, somebody was totally savage and eating a cheeseburger. No hands. Wizen. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I so I, I, you know, I don't know. All I know is I'm, I'm, I'm upset. So I won't say what. I don't know who to trust. Frankly, there's there's only a few people in this building I trust. So I'm not gonna reveal our plan. Nope. But we're we're on it. And if you're listening out there, pickle person, you pig person, your ass is in the jackpot. It's in the jackpot big time. And get ready. You're asking the jackpot? <laughs> yeah. You said there's DNA evidence? Uh, we're not going to get into that again. Um, but there, it Was it in the... Your- Use your imagination. Oh, dang it, Willie. You're a disgusting <laughs> pig person. It would have been Willie if you were here. I didn't do it. I know. You're... you're you have an alibi. Uh, okay, so... It could have so, been me. I, I'm I like, pick, pickles on burgers. Well, that's... That's what this person said. Yeah, that's what this person did. That's literally what he said. He doesn't want to pick on his burger. Or Otherwise, it wouldn't I be I have a theory, own. too, Uh-oh. that he was one hand eating it, mm-hmm. and because he only had one hand on the burger, not a firm enough pickle grip. fell out. Yeah. Too, height, too hard of a squeeze, shot it, at, shot it straight out in there. Yep. And he said, I'm not. That would be of on the continuum of behavior that I would find acceptable for a pickle to be deposited in the urinal, that would be the most acceptable. You're eating, you're just kind of a slob, but whatever <laughs> you eat while you're going to the restroom, and then b- bad squeeze, it falls out. That's the that's what the best thing you could say. Okay, that's one option. Probably the most savory option of all. Yeah. Because the other, uh, there's two other options. Far more sinister. One, uh, one other option was he was double hands no no hand no hand on the joystick the other <laughs> the other option is he had one hand on the burger one hand on the joystick and was like ew a pickle and then went like that and then kept eating it after he touched the joystick just gross you know, all right I, I think we should move on from this topic i feel like willie can only take this to a more um dark and disgusting place but I we'll felt like you, you had to know. We'll keep you updated. Oh, we're going to keep you posted. And hopefully hopefully next Tuesday, we're smearing this monster's <laughs> face all over FRL. Except that would be a massive HR violation, I would yeah, imagine. We'll and get so many demerits for that. We get Oh, yeah. There's a demerit system now. We don't want any part of that. So we're going to try to keep our you-know-what's out of the jackpot for the time being. Yeah. But we are loyal to the truth. Okay. Uh, so that was Worlds. Let's go to... <laughs> 133 red shirt <laughs> report. Virginia, Virginia Tech got to be feeling good about that. Yeah. <laughs> what if we finish every topic and I say, so that was Worlds. Uh, so we got red shirt reports coming out. 
Uh, yeah, 33 yeah. and 41. Some juicy names. 33's got some high-end juice, and then 41's just got a lot of really interesting dudes. So let's talk 33 first. Seth Gross, uh, kind of, sort of, a red shirt. Taylor Lamont is going up. Here's one I'm very excited about. Jamie Hernandez. I was wowed at the World Team Trials. thought he looked fantastic. I think he's got a lot of... I think he's got a ton of talent. I think he's got some stuff that not super teachable or coachable, and that's what gets me really excited about him next year for UNC. He was one of those guys, man. You know, those guys that are like pretty dang good as a sophomore and junior in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, top 10-ish. And then his senior year was a little flaky and like he got injured. And then when he did wrestle, he didn't look good. And <clears throat> you see it too many times. Seen, you know, kids that were good that then they become seniors. I don't know. Maybe they got senioritis. Maybe they had, they got burnout and they just, they weren't what they were. They're never going to be what they were. Right. And you, you see it often. Um, Jamie Clark was a guy like that. Right. Oh yeah. That's uh, right. I mean, those kind of, those kind of kids, those kind of people. And so I was like, eh, Jamie Hernandez, I guess he just, just washed up. Never going to be what he is. Well, he's freaking good. Yeah. So excited to see what he can be next year at UNC. And of course, Gavin Teasdale. Uh, we have to assume he's a 33 this year. Now, how does it, does he, here's the one thing, a lot of questions with Gavin. One, does he, does he have a red shirt? It would seem like he would not have a red shirt. But if he has a red shirt, that makes things a little more simple or a little less complicated. Now, he that, told me it's like he never I th- pretty he told me that he never it's like he never entered college yet. So like, really? Yeah. Did he ever wrestle a match? No. He didn't wrestle one match, so that helps. So maybe um so yeah, I don't know. So he could potentially redshirt, I guess, and then they could roll out DeSanto again and then he'd have four years after that, which would work out. I guess you could bump DeSanto. I mean, there's a lot of questions with this Iowa lineup because what what's the deal with Renneria and Murin at 41? And could DeSanto go up and they throw Tizia? I I think, you know, for Iowa. What do you get, think is the best lineup? I think I think the best lineup is is Spencer, Gavin, DeSanto, one, two, three, oh. and let Jay Rent either fight. DeSanto for 41. With J-Ren is apparently enormous. Very heavy person right now. So he might be a 49 uh, for the time being. I don't know. I, there's, you never know, man. But there's birds chirping that maybe Renteria isn't in the mix right now. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, I don't, but, you know, he was – was he ever listed on the roster? Yeah. J-Ren still last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, he didn't wrestle a match neither, right? Last no, year, I don't think so. No, he did not. So who who knows what what's up with him? How about it's so funny. Jay Rent was a Iowa commit, changed his commit, winds up at Iowa. Teasdale yeah. was an Iowa commit, goes to Penn State, ends up. It's it's really funny because they all enrolled at the schools. They're like they left, right? They were. It wasn't like they changed their commitment. They literally went to the other school and then. 
came back to you Iowa. You just need uh, Justin Mejia to I was just close say, the circle. Mejia is the last one. I don't know where he is. I guess he's Fresno. in Fresno. He's at the school on your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just – the reason I asked that question is because that's where he was a year ago, and that makes it less likely that he would be there the next year. So, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that was probably old news. Still by this time, roster. by this time, he's probably at Columbia, where uh, Kyle's shirt. <laughs> so, who knows? I think if Gavin is, as all reports are indicating, on fire, doing great, get him out there. Best lineup, make it happen. But can he beat DeSanto? I don't know. That'd be pretty good. And well, also, here's the other question: Who is if there's no Yanni and no Jaden Ironman? I don't know if DeSanto can win 141, but I think he can. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not positive, but I, I think he's he's interested. There's no one like him at 141. There's no one like him at any weight, I guess, is is reality. But he's he's an interesting wrinkle at 141 pounds. Now, him versus Nick Lee, that'll be like the most leg attacks in the history of wrestling. Can you imagine him versus Dom think, Demas? Uh... Oh, my. <laughs> That's got to happen. <laughs> I want that at who's number one. DeSanto versus Demas. There was a... Uh, oh, no, there were some people saying... I like how this. There were some people saying... Who was getting smoked? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no Somebody's idea. Somebody's getting smoked. Or him versus Cade Brock. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Is Cade you're coming on, down? You're on You're on one today, pals. You're all excited and I happy. Am. And... You know what it is? What I, is it? I don't know, but I just came in. I just started watching Olympic wrestling matches, and I just got really excited because they're on YouTube now. I was watching, I was watching Jaden versus Karimi. I was watching Frank, and I don't know. I just got oh, put me in a good mood. We have a site visit today. We have a <laughs> so so. Hey, everyone asks us. We can release this. Yeah, Chris I'm just having too much fun. So listen to this, guys, gang. So. Daringer versus Dake, and we know we have a we have a lot of listenership in the Austin Round Rock area. Yeah. So this is great for you guys. But Daringer Dake is gonna be at Round Rock High School, August 17th, 1 p.m. Central Time. So we have the place. Everyone's asking, where's the place? Can I get tickets? I don't know how you get tickets, actually. I think it's like a I believe it's at the door. You're gonna have to get them at the door. It's a uh, it's a walk-in and wrestle type of situation. You can you just show up. We're we're not anticipating a sellout. But you should probably get there and uh, buy a lot of tickets anyways. So that's happening. And today, Joe Kenya and Kyle Brackey had the idea of us doing a site visit where we go up there to look at. That's what the fancies say when they're going to look at a place for like a Final X event or something really important. Who's number one? So we decided to have our own site visit where we're going to drive 20 minutes to Round Rock High School. We probably won't be able to get in. We have not cleared this with anyone. We literally just put it on our Google calendar. and we're So gonna no see- one else can make a meeting with us during that time. Exactly right. And so we're just trying to speak it into existence so we can go to Round Rock <laughs> High School. So we'll let you know how that goes. So, yeah, we're doing that. That was Worlds. Back to the red shirt report. Iowa's lineup. Hokey's got to feel good about that. Hokey's got to uh, be feeling great. <laughs> did you think wasn't – there, wasn't there a buzz – or like I don't know, chatter that DeSanto would like to move up to forty-one at one point. When he was initially um, going to transfer out of Drexel, that was one thing that was like discussed. He'd like to move up, but then I remember when he's getting recruited to Iowa, he's like, "If you want me at thirty-three, I'll be at 33. So I feel like 
He will go literally any weight you ask him to. Mm-hmm. He could be he could be sixty five next year, in in the mix guess, there with Marinelli. I guess what I'm saying is, um, he could be a legitimate forty one, right? I mean, he's big enough. I think so. I don't think he's like, yeah. I th- I think any of these guys, if they focus on it, they can move up. You can move mm-hmm. up a weight class, right? He definitely cuts weight for thirty three. Yeah, for sure. So he could get bigger and yeah, do the thing. He's got to have like mutant strength, so that that should help translate up it. Yeah, there's some zany DeSanto potential matches if he goes 141. I'm I'm almost here for it. I think he has a better shot of winning that weight than he does 141 anyways. 133, like, you mean? 33. Yeah, 33. I mean, because Seth Gross, that's a that's a terrible matchup for, for him. If Michich mm-hmm. is back, which maybe he won't be, maybe he's going to take the Olympic, he's a bad matchup. And Suriano. I mean, he beat him once. I guess that's more more of a coin flip. Now, I don't know if Gavin's a better matchup with those guys. But, yeah, food for thought. I can't wait to see what they roll out. Man, it's going to be awesome. All right, 41, lots of good dudes. Real Woods, and it's real. His name is real, yes, not is. real. Um, so that's simpler. Joey Silva, so Shoegate, right there. Oh, baby. Hoping for that. <laughs> Cole Matthews, Quinn Kenner, Jason Renneria, who we mentioned, Michael Blocka, Sal Perfacci, uh, a pupil of one Mike Malakonko. He's an American. Sal Perfacci? You go Perfacci? Pretty sure it's Perfacci. Whatever. It, that dude's been around for a while, huh? I know. But he graduated, and uh, he's got one year left. So, And you throw those guys in there with Demas Lee, Chad Red. Mitch McKee, Cade Brock, I don't know. Kanan Store. Actually, Kane, what happens to Kanan Store? One of them's got to go 49. Because Store and Silva. Mm-hmm. What? Well, yeah, I think they can. Because uh, the one of means graduated, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, Kanan's better than him, anyways. Malik. Right. Yeah, Malik. Hey. Malik. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> it's, it's Malik, but they say Malik, so. You know who else is on here? Did, did somebody say. Uh... Zach Sherman. Zach oh, Sherman yeah. was Zach. Zach Sherman was Joey Silva's only loss. I just looked up uh, Joey Silva. He was seven and one last year. Only loss was three two to Sherman, who also was on red shirt. Oh, here's a thought. Joey Silva one thirty three with Mitchich Olympic red shirting. Yeah. 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 Yep. If he did a if he did a year at thirty three. Did he He'd do all his matches there. at 41 last year? Uh, let me check. Mm. Mm. All, no, every match. He got Swifty at 33 the whole year. So maybe he'll be he'll be at 33 next year. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Andrew Spay, you should have put him in your 133 oh, yeah. redshirt report. Uh, but that's okay. We just did. We, he's in there now. Boom. So, Silva. You know, uh, I'm talking about. Lineup, lineup uh, stuff with with Michigan and with Iowa. UNC has a lot of talent in the lightweights to fit into a couple slots. You know, and they got all the tags coming. All the tags. Uh, Melendez, yeah, uh, Melendez, and Hernandez. Uh, Alexandra Acacia Cortez is at forty nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's hope not. Um, okay, so 41's going to be, man, 
Next year's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be in. Uh, it's gonna be so different from from uh, last year. Not that last year wasn't fun, but we had so many great wrestlers. Where like the it was next topic situations. Now there's there's very few. There's a lot of topics. I know. There's a multitude of topics, and one of the main topics is lineups. Who's wrestling where? Okay. Uh, any further thoughts on the red shirt reports before we go to Kyle Brackey's Alien Hour? Hey, we uh, hold on a second. Okay, that's why. I what asked. um, what is Ohio State gonna do in the middle there? They got there. Why? Well, what's think... Keyshawn? What's Keyshawn doing? I hope Keyshawn's going back to forty-one. That's what I'm saying. It's like Keyshawn has not been in his right weight for like a couple years, and now the opportunity to go back to forty-one is like right there and Kinner's coming off red shirt. I know that Keyshawn had surgery of some kind. We were at when we were at Ohio State. He was in a I think a some sort of a sling situation or something. Something. He's not wrestling yet, but I would still anticipate yeah, get him down to forty one yeah. would make the most sense. Because then you're going Malik, Pletcher, um Keyshawn, Sasso. Then fifty seven, is that gonna be I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was Cleary over uh Maddox, Willie. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. 65. Hey. Yeah. I had their lineup. Now I've, I don't remember it as well. So that's how I see it going. Um, okay. Anything else? You good, I'm Willie? Good. I'm All good. Right. It's time for Alien Hour with Kyle Bracky. All right. So since we have the fancy the fancy graphic wow. now. Check this out. Um. Wow. I wanted to. Kyle looks so cocky. I just have to reiterate. <laughs> no, there's no one that ever looked that cocky with a bike and a basket. Then well, Kyle, Kyle gives you a weird thing. smile. Kyle puts on a smile face when he takes a picture. Yeah, I think mean, it's, it's perfectly handsome. He Willie has long waged war against your picture smile. Yeah, he can suck it. Yeah. Um, well, some some people. You know who else does it? Like some people like like take a picture and, and like. Eh, I, yeah. Kyle does a smile face. You know who also did a particular smile face was Joe Flo. Joe Flo always had this face. All right. All right, cool. Check it out. We got, we got <laughs> smile faces going on here, but here we go. Kyle, take it away. All right, so since we have the fancy graphic and everything, uh -oh. I wanted... We got music playing. <laughs> I wanted to stick on the alien topic. I know sometimes we get on cryptids and, and other... Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. urban type legends but I want to stick with aliens today and a very recent one uh -oh. um, so over in the UK in Cambridge um, a guy that shoots a lot of um, storms mm -hmm. he's like big into nature um, he has like 18,000 subscribers for this YouTube channel where he essentially shoots storms um, captures this light video and I think uh -oh. Owen's got it pulled up here he's out there trying to shoot a storm and he gets this light video and he doesn't know what it is. And it reminds me a lot of what uh, Bob Lazar was talking about in, um, in the documentary and with Joe Rogan that this the crafts that they had could maneuver in like ways. nothing else that we have. And you can see it's just darting all over the place with really quick speeds. And this guy has no idea what it was, and uh -huh. he just essentially uploaded it to his YouTube channel, but you know, now it's taken off. And this was July 23rd, he uploaded it. Um, now it's kind oh, of taken off. Oh, this is recent. Yes. 
He was uh, out there trying to shoot a storm and got this, and he has no idea what it what it is. Why is there no cloud cover? Does he know it's cloudy when there's storms? <laughs> okay. You can go to his channel and check out a bunch of the videos he shoots, but he was literally just out there shooting and got this all over the place. But it reminded me exactly what Bob Lazar was talking about, about the shit being able to change directions and move very fast. I know it's yeah. not obviously definitive proof, but it is very bizarre. It's definitive to me. And oh, that's definitive. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh well, no, you're a big alien guy. I don't know, Willie. What? I, I mean, there, there's too much evidence. Look how much. Look how tidy he is. I don't know. I mean, that could be. I don't know what it could be. Is, that's the thing. Is like I don't know what it could be. I, we I don't, don't have, have. We don't have anything that can move like that. Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, to me, it's like that could be like a milit. The military is what we are aware of. What our military capability this is. This is in the UK. Remember, right? They don't know anything. They don't have any military. Their military, military. <laughs> their military sucks. Yeah, we've proved that. <laughs> yeah, we just. <laughs> yeah, remember the 1700s, UK, <laughs> in your face. So, I don't know. It could be. I don't know what it could be. I I just will always kind of default to military crafts that we just don't know about because the military, the the government's not going to let you know about our great technology because we don't want the enemy to know. So that's kind of where I lean. But this one's not super in depth. I just I want to start presenting evidence every now and then. I think there's I think that's stories. I think that's the that's the way to go. Evidence is good. But here's my question: Where do you fall on the storming Area 51 situation? Because that's a big topic within uh, america uh st- should we storm it yeah uh yeah we should i'm not going to be there to do it because i don't want to die <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll get shot but i'm actually yeah. excited for to see what happens because people are going to show up you're excited to see other people die yeah yeah i saw <laughs> i so i was i was looking for s- stuff yesterday when i found this video there was another article uh by his paper out in the area 51 um, area of the country that said that Area 51 was not ready for like thousands of people to swarm it. Like it's it doesn't have enough like uh-huh. food and like hotel situations and all that stuff. Hey, like they're not ready neither for did this. Woodstock. <laughs> neither did Woodstock, but it's gonna happen. Wow. Okay. So that was Alien Hour with Kyle Bracky. It takes about ten minutes, but did in you see? Space, did you guys like an hour? Right. Did you guys ever look up the lights over Phoenix? That's a. Uh, that sounds like a band. Get no. Get Owen to pull up lights over Phoenix. Lights it's real over, easy to find on. Lights over yeah. Phoenix. All right, we'll 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 see what can be done. Um, let's. Hey, we have a big shout to a Denver Bronco. Kyle, take it away. Yeah, tonight. For those of you that don't know, yes. the NFL season is back. It's back the Hall baby. of Fame game. But uh, I just want to give a shout out to. Uh, it's funny. Some people think I'm a Broncos fan because I have this, yeah. and I mean I am because I want Casey to do well. Uh, but Casey Kreider, uh, All Pro long snapper for the Denver Broncos, starts another NFL season tonight during the Hall of Fame game, uh, number 42. Look for him and play the Falcons tonight. But just want to give him a shout out as the season gets started. Big shout! Does shout he play? Hey, wow! September 22nd. Broncos Packers. That's gonna be tough for you. Where's it at? Is it in Lambo? I think it's at Lambo. So not at altitude. Uh, <laughs> they don't play the Redskins really. 
So we're we're clear. We're not going to have to deal with that conflict. Yeah, we don't have to deal with that. Except until the Super Bowl. Broncos, what Broncos if, skins. What if the Broncos... What if Broncos and, and Packers was in the Super Bowl and the Broncos are ready to kick the game-winning field goal? Would you root for... Casey to shank a, a snap. No, God, no. no. I would just, I would no hope way. that this, no, never. I would hope the snap is perfect and the kicker would miss it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's what I'm That would be horrible. Yeah. But, yeah. but you're still rooting for Casey to lose, though. He sorry, understands. Casey. He yeah, understands. Sorry, Casey. I, I would be rooting for the, that's a tough call. I like the Packers. I like the, <laughs> I like the Broncos. Do we have, do we have Phoenix lights? We don't have Phoenix lights. Yeah, he. No one knows what you're talking about. Willie. We'll, we'll you try to get it, it for. We'll try to get it for next time, Will. Yeah, yeah. We'll right. we'll, we'll worry about it another time. Willie likely made this up. Um, no way. <laughs> um, okay. It's eight thirty nine in Austin, Texas. So we're gonna have time. Questions from friends. Let's go to it. Um, an interesting hodgepodge of questions. Start with this one. Favorite location for the NCAA tournament. This is always fun because I I am I'm very passionate about the the various locations. I know the worst one. I can get that out of the way right now. It's Philadelphia. That was the worst one. Bracky has a pretty terrible Detroit experience. Detroit at the Palace Auburn Hills was awful because nothing was around it. Um, and that was Philadelphia as well. But now the there is one coming up in Detroit, but it's going to be much better because. They they have a new arena that's downtown near everything, so that will be much better. But when it was at the Palace Auburn Hills, there were, it was literally in I don't know in this spot by itself, and you had to drive everywhere. And nothing was really close, so it was pretty awful. So those are the worst places that I that I've experienced. Willie, do you want to weigh in, and then we'll get to the best. I was looking up. What, what are we talking about? Worst NCAs? Well, where's the best place for NCAs? I don't know why I went with the worst places, but. Oh, the best place for NCAAs. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the best place for NCAAs, I don't know. I like New York City. I was going to say um, New York was so fun. Even though we, fun. we did not stay in a great place. It wasn't as bad as Cleveland. No. Uh, you know what? Man, Cleveland's up there for so, me. Yeah, so when I first started going to Cleveland NCAAs, was cool. I was like in seventh grade. And it was in St. Louis, and I loved St. Louis, and I thought it was awesome. Me too. And then, you know, every time I've gone back since, it's got the city has gotten worse and worse. Yes. Um, so St. Louis is falling down the list, mm-hmm. although I still think it is a good location. Um, the most fun I think I've had at one, and the best place that I've been to where everything is right there is Cleveland. Yeah. And you know what else uh, I want to mention? That was the most raucous crowd I ever I think I've ever been a part of. Yeah. They, that crowd was insane. Cleveland like, was awesome. Um, I thought that Oklahoma City was awesome. Um, I did. Yeah, I liked Oklahoma City too. Here's, here's criteria number one for me is walk walking. Yeah. If you can come out of the arena and walk to something and get something to eat and have a beer and see some fans and that to me that makes the whole thing. And Pit- that's like why. Yeah, Pittsburgh was Pittsburgh was pretty cool. Uh, that's why I'm I was bummed. I thought Philly was one of the worst, not because mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Maybe I should have had a closer. I, I don't know. You don't had know. to travel. Like, you had to leave the stadium, figure out a way to get to your hotel and to an area. And I don't know. To me, it made it disjointed. I, I would like to see it go back to Philly under better circumstances. Because when they had it in Philly, the whole area was, like, under construction. They were building a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And now that's all done. That entertainment center is all done. So, yeah, there maybe it could be really a better experience. So, yeah, I really like – there's not many places I haven't liked. I New York is awesome. If we had a better place to – yeah, I, th- I think it's New York. I would like – You know where I think would be good? I'd like to see – well, I'd like to see Atlanta. But I, I bet you it would be cool in Denver because you could come out. You could come out of the stadium. You could come out of the arena, and there would be a lot of stuff right there. You get a pot brownie into. on the street. <laughs> yeah, a lot that. of edibles. <laughs> I, I don't do drugs, and you shouldn't either, kids and adults. Um Here's an interesting question. <laughs> Do you think Mason Gibson will win Worlds next year? I have no idea who that is, so I'm going to say no. Willie, do uh, you know who that is? I think he I think he could. I think, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's on the same person. trajectory. He's on the same trajectory as, I mean, he's in the conversation with McGowan. Okay. Um, As far as on the come up, you know. Okay. Uh, what's the over-under on JB making the Olympic team if he doesn't medal this year? I will say, if he doesn't make it, I'll say 50-50 if he doesn't medal. If he medals, I think it's probably like 80-20 that he makes the team in 2020. Uh, I mean, he makes the team every year. So, yeah, I know he's getting old. <laughs> That's a pretty good point. I mean, I I know he's getting older. I know, you know, people are merging on the 74 kilogram spot. The uh, IMR is getting better every day. Uh, Dake might be down there. Um, I mean, I'm picking J. I pick a JB until he doesn't. You know, that's me. He's my pick. So he's my pick. There, there you have it. Hey, what's up on Facebook? Is are they? Uh, is Feller spamming or anything? No, Feller's being good. You know uh, ruins. Facebook chat. A couple people just talking about NCAAs. Someone says Philly was pre-Uber. I guess insinuating would have been better um, if Uber was around. I don't think so. Someone said the crowd was insane in Cleveland because the team race. Not wrong, but I think it was a great crowd too. Someone said St. Louis is awesome. Someone said NYC. St. Louis is the best. NYC was great. Iowa loves it when it's in St. Louis. Wow, shade throwing at St. Louis. Well, it's because it's becoming Mm -hmm. crap hole. Mm -hmm. It was terrible pizza. So yeah, and actually we had a you know what seamless transition. Uh, there was an emos related question. Um, Will the thrill band asks, is it true Whataburger is as good as emos is bad? So let me answer this very simply. So emos is as bad as the worst thing you've ever eaten, which means Whataburger would have to be the best thing you've ever eaten for this to be true. So, no, it is not true because Whataburger is not the best thing I've ever eaten. Yeah. It is a good fast food restaurant, but as good as Emo's is bad, not even close. I agree. It's one of those things if you're in Texas, you got to try it because it is good, and it's only in certain parts of the country, but it is not as bad as Emo's is. Yeah. Emo's, Emo's stinks. I cannot, <laughs> believe that, I cannot believe that people endorse it. Endorse. Yeah, it's really it's an, uh, an interesting commentary just on – 
humanity in America. Um, what assistant coaches are vying for head coaching jobs in the next couple of years? I don't know. I like. Uh, I think John Reader eventually will mm-hmm. be one of those guys whose name's thrown in there. Although I don't know how super interested he has been in the last couple go rounds here. Haven't you haven't heard his name much? Though. I don't think he's going to be a guy that applies to everything that opens. You know what I mean? Like he's no. going to. It's going to have to be the exact right fit. Mm-hmm. Him. I mean, I I just assume Casey Cunningham's just going to stay at Penn State and with Cody and Kale. Uh, Brian Snyder, I'm assuming, will just be the next head coach at Nebraska when Manning retires, whenever that is. So who else is in the mix there for, you know, Morningstar maybe one of these days, but I think he's still going to be at Iowa for a bit. So about like Jaggers, would he ever leave? I don't know. I Jaggers. I don't think so. I mean, would he ever leave? I mean, he's not that old right now, so I have to assume at some point he would would maybe, but I don't get the sense that he's been particularly interested in – there were a lot of jobs open up. I don't think he was uh, interested in, like, the Maryland position, even though his name got thrown around. I don't think he applied or anything. So I just feel like Jay's, like – he loves Ohio. He loves Ohio State. And yeah. he's just, like – he's a Buckeye, so he's going to stay there. He's got a good job. That's my thing. That's, that's, my, that's my thing, too, with, like, the assistant coaches, like, like – you're coaching at one of the best schools in the country, one of the best athletic programs, the place you went, in the state you're from. Right. It's like how it's going to be tough to top this situation, right? Uh, that's why for Jaggers, man, I can't. He's like the consummate Ohio State guy. He's from yeah. Ohio. He loves Ohio State. He roots for every Ohio team, pro sports team out there. He's such a diehard. I cannot imagine. I mean, I can't imagine him going anywhere trying to beat Ohio State. That would, he'd probably not like himself. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be a, a real crisis for Jay. So yeah, I think I think. Um, Go ahead. I think Tony Ramos um, yeah. eventually becomes a head coach. Um, I guess you got uh, Morningstar. Uh, you know who? You know who will probably get a look. I'd be surprised if Brad Dillon is not never a head coach. Mm-hmm. I bet you Brad Dillon is a head coach at some point. I like Brad Dillon. Um, Mike Gray, his stock's definitely Mike Gray, yeah, on the rise. Although he like like maybe not exactly like Jay. I think he can stay at Cornell a little while and and keep going, and get some more experience, and then move on. Although he's been out since he's been out 2011. Mm-hmm. He graduated in 11, so it's been a little bit. Chris Perry, I think, becomes a head coach. Uh, Chris Pendleton. Oh yes, Pendleton for sure. Um, Couple maybe people. Donnie Pritzloff. That's who I was getting ready to bring yeah. up. Yeah, I think I feel uh, like Donnie. Where was was he getting looked at for Maryland? Was he one of the? There were rumors that he yeah. was, but I don't think we ever got it confirmed that he actually did like interview. I think well, they locked what? him up. It got him a new t- title or a new salary or something happened with Donnie this summer where he's, he's I'm sure they more. got him more money. They need to. <laughs> well, wasn't it the rumor or the supposed situation um, in Wisconsin when he was at Wisconsin was that he was like coaching waiting and then it just 
kept waiting and waiting and waiting, and that's when he got frustrated. Those that, is that not the, it never works out. They tried to that used to be a thing in college football, and it would the coach would just never leave. So now it's not a thing anymore. Yeah, that was he was basically given somewhat of an assurance with mm-hmm. with the Wisconsin thing, and then it was it sounded like. Coach Davis was like, okay, I'll be gone around this time. And then that time came and went. He didn't go. And then it didn't happen. So he, yeah, he got frustrated and went to Michigan, I think. And then he went to uh, Rutgers, I believe was the, the order. How about Mi- Michigan staff had, they had Bormet and Donnie Pritzloff as assistants? That is insane. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Just two highly overqualified assistant coaches. Uh, what about. Um- I got one more. Get it. Poeta? Yeah. Could see that. Well, there's another case. Hefferton's Hefferton's gonna he's just See everyone leave. That was Where another one. That was the thing with Mark Perry. Right. Everyone thought he was coaching waiting, but Hefferton I think he thought that too. Yeah. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so yeah, who knows when these guys will retire. Uh okay. Other questions. Let's take a look. See here. A couple people on Facebook brought up Cormier just because I'm sure we talked about him earlier, but I, I don't see Cormier ever being. Uh, maybe I'm no, wrong. I don't. Man, I don't. There's a lot of hassle of being a Division One head coach. I don't. I don't know if he has that those aspirations or not. Right. He could. He could be interesting, but I, I just don't know if he would want that. Certainly, he. And also. He would have to go. Here's why I don't think it would happen, because you he would. I don't. Gourmet's not going to join staff as like volunteer assistant or like the assistant coach, right? Like that would be. He's going to want to be the head coach, so <clears throat> he go from like just UFC champion to Division One head coach. I just that trajectory doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'll give you a couple others. I got two others. All right. You know who I think would run a good ship is Mike Dixon, who's now assistant at. Indiana. I completely and, agree. And I also think um, Adam Hall is like a yes. good, well-rounded oh, yeah. guy. Those are two great. Good job, Will. Yes. Great job. Thank you. All right. Next question. Someone asked, I didn't put it in here, but someone asked two weeks or two shows in a row if Daniel Cormier being the UFC champion still makes, is like reaffirms that Kale would still be like on top of his game it really doesn't mean that that doesn't mean much to me because UFC is so different as a sport and just guys can be good longer there right um so no I don't really take it to mean that I just I I make my kale assessment based on what you just hear about what he can still do essentially um when will there be a decision made about the date and location of who's number one uh, I would think soon we will have that, and you will have it soon. I don't know if we want to give any uh, Willie certainly oh, who's one? Yeah, it's this. So Willie's catch up. It's a high school match between the number one and number two kids in the country. <laughs> um, well, my normally brain... happens in, in October. You would, I think you've been there a couple times. Uh, no, I, I heard, I heard date and location, and my brain immediately went to Dake Ringer. For some reason. <laughs> uh, no, date and location of who's number one, that'll probably be done in a day or two. Mm, I doubt so, it. I doubt it'll be out, out at that point. But uh, we should have. Well, I mean, we got to sign some papers and stuff. Yeah, we don't. It'll be, I mean, 
It'll be sh- soon. We have not made our decision yet, just to say that. So it's, it'll probably be a little longer than that, I would have to imagine. Okay. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we're excited for that, too. It'll be in October. So just lock out October or late September, and uh, then you'll be good. So then you'll just clear your schedule for that. Just clear those two weeks. All right. Anything else before we go? It's kind of a, a rapid-fire show. Anything from Kyle. From, from Facebook? Uh, no, that's about it. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's just, like, mentioning UFC fighters now that could be D1 coaches. TJ Dillashaw, for sure. Clay Glita was oh. mentioned. I know he Frankie works. Edgar? No. Well, at least he was an assistant before. Uh, yeah. But Clay Guida was the one mentioned. Mm-hmm. I know he helps out Izzy at Montini. But John Jones would be a great role model to young men. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want to get Cormier and John Jones to wrestle. Uh, who's number one? Just wrestle. No striking. We can't rule out that striking would happen though. Incur, uh, yeah, right. It could, it could occur. All right, Owen. I think we're ready to go. Feel free to hey, play that. Hey, but wait. What are you guys doing this weekend? This weekend, I am going for the first time. I've never been to this place. I'm going to South Padre Island, which is... Oh, my God. The coast of Texas. So I've never been there. My quick, quick story why we're up. going there. It's kind of random, impromptu trip. But my wife taught a young man who went to Harvard. You may have heard of it. It's in Massachusetts. Like brag. So this guy's Yeah, not to brag, but I know someone that went to Harvard. I actually know two people that went to Harvard. Well, I'm wearing okay. a Columbia shirt right now. Dang it. All right, so he's ahead of me. But anyways, this kid is like crazy smart science guy, and he works with sea turtles, and he's like rescues them on South Padre or something. And we're, So my kids are going to see the sea turtles, so that'll be fun. He works with them. So we're going down there for that experience. So that's why I actually have weekend plans. Normally, my weekend plans are nothing. Going to the take, pool. Make sure you take trash can piles. Bracky, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, Nothing. Just relaxing because I leave very early Sunday morning for this flow football road trip. What are you doing, mm, Willie? Me and Kobe. Me and Kobe are best friends. Um, <laughs> You're so jealous. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe. I don't know. Maybe a Yankees game. I sh- I gotta do something. I need I need to decompress. I've I've been broken two week two 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 times this month. You need to take a nomad sabbatical where you don't tell us where you go. You're just gone. Yeah. And you need to leave your phone at home. I can't. Yeah. I can never. I can never get away from the internet. I need to know what's going on at all times. It's a plague. That's fair. Just to de- just delete Twitter. Yeah, you need to delete Twitter <laughs> on your phone. Actually, that, I just that's- hit. What? That that should have happened that a long look. time ago. No way. I just hit 20,000 followers. I'm big time, baby. <laughs> Congrats. That's huge. Uh, okay. All right, now, Owen, for serious. For reals. You can play the music, and we will we will stop talking about 15 or 20 So that was Worlds. So that was Worlds. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. To Flow Wrestling Radio Live, 393 episodes. Holy cow. Which just means we're seven away from the Bonanza, episode number 400. Where we will do maybe absolutely nothing. We may not even have episode 400. Absolutely not. Bracky's idea of going straight to 401 is a pretty good idea. I think it was Willie. Or Willie's idea. Yeah. Okay. So that's a wrap. 
thanks so much. We'll be back. I don't know if anything's going on this week in wrestling other than D-Day on the Midway, which starts today at 11 a.m. Central. 11 a.m. Central. And uh, that's all we got. D-Day on the Midway. Thanks so much. <laughs> Have a nice weekend. Be safe out there, kids. And uh, yeah. get swifty. Get swifty. Later. Hey!